0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart giving you all
1: the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent
0: Power Huddle. Good morning. We have a small group today. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so we're going to finish up the storytelling. Because I had a lot of people last week ask me, how do you do it? How do you do it? Because they spent the last five weeks, five or six, five or six weeks, actually, it's been kind of a long one, um, going over all of the different types of stories, the different elements of a story, examples of a story, all of the above. But I think it's really important to understand actually how to do it, right? Because what good is knowledge if you don't implement? It's my bigger thing. I, uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge um, advocate for implementing what I actually learn. I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. I'm reading 100 books this year. I just finished number 41, and from every single book, I take a lesson and I actually implement it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't ever just read a book to just say, "Ooh, I read a book." So I think it's really important when you're coming to something like this, you actually take something and implement at least one thing. Not, I mean, you can't, implementing everything is real hard, especially in a six-week period because this is a lot. Uh, but learning how to to implement one thing, uh, I think is really,
2: really, really important. So,
0: okay. So let's finish up the, um, series of how to tell a story. What do you think? Uh, I got to make sure I'm on the right slide here. Um, because I
2: have this.
0: Okay. So
2: there's a few things I
0: want to do. First, I want to talk, I want to share a little, um, share a little, uh, like, a lesson that I think we could all use um, from a social media influencer. Let me bear with me here. Here we go.
2: Okay. Is it gonna let me do it. Nope. Open the new tab. Okay, here we go.
3: I gained 50,000 followers in two days, said no one lately. The Instagram streets have been quiet and the dynamics are changing fast. Have you noticed follower counts are starting to not be a thing anymore? Compared to a year ago where Instagram success was primarily a measure of how many followers you were able to gain in X amount of days, today, people are now starting to prioritize community and engagement over followers. The goal is not to stack up numbers and never be able to convert them to engagements or sales in your business. The goal is to leverage your current numbers and elevate the experience of your community while delivering robust, well-rounded set of interactive content that consistently speak directly to your ideal audience. This way, you stop working for the algorithm and you start getting the algorithm to work for you. So if you're still chasing numbers, baby, you are in the wrong.
2: Okay, love you.
3: (laughs) Okay,
0: so one thing that I really took from that when I watched that is like the thing that's the most important in everything is not your followers. I want to remind you, it is not your followers. I have 1600 ish followers on, um, on Instagram. That's not a lot, but I get, I get more than, more than probably 10% engagement on my, on my Instagram page, which is insane because like, Like if you look at one of the previous videos I shared, he had the same, Jeff, Jeff, I don't know how to say his last name, but that he previously shared, he talks about like Kylie Jenner. Um, Actually, here it is. I can show you this one real quick.
3: So let's play this one. Kylie Get out in here. We gotta talk about Kylie Jenner. The chick is one of the most followed human beings on the planet. And I wanna show you something very interesting about her Instagram engagement. As of today, Kylie has 389 million followers. That's a lot of people. But let's go to school real quick. 10% of 389 million is 38.9 million. 1% of 389 million is 3.8 million. Now, if you look at the last 10 posts from Kylie, 99% of the engagements on those posts don't even make up to 1% of her followers. And if you look even further, just a few of her content ever really makes it past that 1% mark. Mind you, this is not to discredit or throw any hate at Kylie, because when she's good, she's good and she is good. But this is just a reminder to you to put things in perspective before you decide to throw in the towel. So if you have 1,000 followers and you're getting even 50 likes, that's already 5%. and let me tell you, you're doing way better than you think. Stop letting the numbers control you. Stay consistent and serving your audience and your people will always find you and ride with you regardless. Love you bye. Okay,
0: so on both of those videos he says the same thing, right? Stay consistent and talk to your audience. Stay consistent and talk to your audience. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook or whatever platform you're choosing to be on and your only thing is trying to improve, improve the number of followers, it's not gonna work, right? You're gonna, be ch- you're gonna be on this chasing a hamster wheel all the time, every time. So that's why the storytelling that we've shared over the last six weeks is really, really, really powerful for something like this. Because as soon as I started changing my content to be storytelling content, my engagement increased. It's increased dramatically. We've had, Milly. What are the most recent numbers? So, in the last quarter, didn't we have like seventy six percent increase or something on engagement? Uh,
4: yeah, I was. I was actually looking at that, and that is around that number.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like ever since we started changing our content to be story based content, it has made a massive difference. Oh my gosh, just so you guys know, my dog just decided to come in my, my room here and now she's behind me wanting attention, of course. So I might turn around and just pet her for a second just so she stops whimpering. But anyway, let's go into the actual how, okay? Let's go into how we tell a story because it doesn't matter if you, like we said, I started out the call. It doesn't matter if you know everything you know. If you don't actually do it, it literally is going to be a waste of time. So here we go. I'm gonna share this screen. Maya, you could have gone when I let you out, I'm out an hour ago. I'm sorry. You're stuck now. Okay. So there's a framework that you want to follow when it comes to the story. Okay. So you probably have all heard you want to start with a hook, right? You want to set the stage. You want to introduce the characters, who you're talking to, what's the context of the story. I'm going to show you, we're going to practice today with a, a personal story or a brand story. Um, and I'll show you kind of like how that actually looks like the actual breakdown of the story. Okay. So we want to make sure you have the hook. The second thing we want to make sure when we have the story is we want to present the conflict, the challenge, or the problem that that the people face, that your audience faces. So when you're working on telling a story, you've got to like, what, what happened? What's wrong? What, what, what do they face? Right? Here's the hook. What are you learning? What do they face? Hold on a second. Um, The third is you really wanna do what's called a rising action. I don't really know a better name for this. I literally was like, what do you call this part of the story? Rising action is the best thing I got because it's basically like, now you're starting to like escalate the conflict. You're starting to escalate the problem right? Um, because when you think about a story, it always starts out with once upon a time, blah, blah blah, right. But then you you learn, you they do, if you're reading a book, they do a lot of like character development. They t- tell you a lot about what the character is facing, what their problem is in life. and then they start to like like raise it up, they start to get you into it and like get really get you into reading that story. Um, then you go into the climax, which is of course, after the rising action, there you are, okay, We're there. This is what I really want to know, it's all come to a head. And when we move forward, we move into the resolve, which is the consequences or aftermath of what they experienced. And the final is the conclusion or the outcomes. So I want to share with you kind of what a brand story looks like, um, what it looked like for me, like when it started, um, and then what it kind of turned into. And then I want to go with you and, and do some exercises on how to actually do this. So I'm going to go off my presentation here because this part is not on my presentation and I'm going to go back to my good old Google doc where I like make all my notes. Okay. So my, my brand story started out as I decided to get my real estate license as a way to make some extra money. But as I began working in the field, I discovered a new sense of purpose and fulfillment. I love helping people find their dream homes and guiding them through the complex and overwhelming process of buying or selling property. Despite my rocky start in the world of finance, which you all heard on my personal story, uh, I have found my calling in real estate and I'm dedicated to helping people succeed. I'm grateful for the challenges I have faced as they've helped me grow and become the successful
2: agent I am today. Okay, wah, wah. Is that boring to people? It's kind of boring. I think it's boring. I'm kind of like, Meh. if I
0: were to like just read that about somebody, I'd be like, you lost me. Okay. But I want to go through and I want to kind of like, I don't want to read you the whole story, but I want you to think about the five elements or the six elements that we just talked about that you have to for the framework of a story. Okay. I want the, the hook all the way through the climax. I want you to think about those. And as we go in and read the final version of my story, not the final. It's it's never a final, it's always evolving. But as we go through and read this, I want you to think about are all of those parts there? Okay. Is the hook there? Is the, is a uh, rising action there? Is the climax there? Is the conclusion there?
2: Okay. I want you to think about that. Before I do that, hold on, you guys. I'm really sorry. I have opened the door for my dog. Sorry, my husband's usually home on uh, the weekend, but he's not here today, or on
0: Fridays, but he's not here today. Okay, so let's go here. So my story uh, really becomes much longer than that, right? So I go into, as a child, I was surrounded by the world of real estate to to my parents' love of home remodeling and DIY projects, right? So there's the hook, okay? When I was born, they were in the middle of building a first house, so it's no surprise that I developed a passion for the industry at a really young age. Okay. We're working through, We're working through, we're talking about my mom working 18 hours a day. Uh, my dad, it wasn't until I moved in with my dad that I really learned how much we were actually struggling financially. Um, and then it was around that time after I filed bankruptcy uh, because I had so many payday loans and all that, that I decided to follow my mom's footsteps and started originating loans. Right. So we learned about that. And then the market crashed. A few months later, I received an eviction notice from my landlord and my car was repossessed. Okay. So you learn a lot. Brand story. We're we're building up. We're learning a lot about what actually, where, where, what came to a head. Right. And then what was the resolve? I felt stupid. I didn't learn anything. How did I actually file bankruptcy, get evicted and get, and have my car repossessed? How did that happen to me? Right. I didn't actually learn anything. Right. But I did. I learned that I had to turn things around for good. And I was resolute in my commitment to no longer allowing financial despair in my life. I dedicated myself to doing what I knew what I knew best, which is working hard. I got a real job and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So we're starting to build into the solution, the resolve. We don't need to read all, read all of this. But now here's where it actually benefits the client, right? Because you want to know, you want to know like when you're telling your brand story and you're telling what you want people to know about you, you have to tell them why. Why should they trust you? Ever since we started I started doing this like this storytelling content I've had a lot of people like reaching out wanting to share little bits and pieces of their story and I always push push for more. I push for more. I push for more because the reality is if you don't understand why I'm so attached to real estate and why I believe that real estate can actually change someone's life and why I believe that a plug and play system is imperative right? If you don't understand that, I'm just another real estate agent. I'm not going to connect with you. I'm not going to connect with any of you here watching this call and listening to me. If you don't understand that much more about me. I remember when I first shared on the very first storytelling call, when I shared my personal story and y'all learned about my financial struggles, there was so many people who reached out who were like, oh my gosh, me too. Me too. And it's just like, wow. Like all you have to do is just put it out there. So anyway, how does this affect the client, right? Well, once I decided to get back into real estate and fix the problem I had, that when I, when I, my problem was that I sold a house and then I bought a, I bought a house, I sold a house and then I bought a house at the same time. And it was super, super, super complex. And my real estate agent, didn't have much of a solution for me. It was a, it was very much kind of like I asked a lot of questions. It wasn't much of a, I I was kind of, I was kind of like leaving, doing it blindly, if you will. Um, So anyway, that's when I got back into real estate and decided to fix the problem. I've made a lot of mistakes. It's been a long journey. I've got firsthand experience of how I can teach others to avoid the mistakes I made. I got into this business with one mission to leave a lasting positive impact on the lives of others. So now here's exactly what it says to my client. This is my exact client. Here's the resolution. As a busy professional in the greater Seattle-Tacoma area, maybe you don't necessarily need to move, but you want to. And when you do, you are likely looking for a simple and effective way to sell your current home and buy a new one. And that's where I come in. I can help you. I can make the process as simple and stress-free as possible. I can help you find a new home and get the best price for your current home. Let me handle the details so you can focus on what
2: matters most that's the brand story. So how many of you have a brand story like that? Okay, we're going to write one right now. So I hope
0: you all have your pen. You all got some paper because we're going to do, we're going to go through some exercises on how to actually do this. Because that brand story right there, do you know how many people, clients, agents, whatever, clients also really important, but do you know how many of my clients have been like, you know what I love the most about what you sent me? Was that I learned that you struggled. Because a lot of people think that real estate agents just get into this business to just make a lot of money. Because unfortunately, that does happen. A lot of people just come into real estate and think that it's a really easy way to make a crap ton of money in a really short amount of time. So, unless you have a reason to explain to your clients and tell your clients why you're actually in this business, you're just another one of them. So, that's why the brand story is really important. So, I'm going to give you a couple of things I want you to think about. Okay. Because when you're doing this, you really have to allow yourself time. A couple of weeks ago, someone asked me, how do you do this? I said, put yourself in a closet. Legitimately not joking. Don't have your dog behind you, whimpering and moaning, whining all the time. Like I do (laughs) put yourself in a closet, get rid of all your distractions, put your phone away. Like, don't listen to music on your phone. Just put your phone away or put it on airplane mode and listen to music if you must. Find a different way, old-fashioned way of like listening to the music on, I don't know, does anyone even have radios anymore? Listen to an Alexa, ask Alexa to play you music or whatever, okay? (laughs) But put it away, get rid of it, block out every single distraction, shut the door, put a red card up, whatever you have to do to tell your kids, your husband, your wife, your spouse, your dog or whatever in your house to leave you alone and give yourself literally 30 minutes, what you need. So we don't have thirty minutes today, <laughs> so we're going to do a kind of shortened version. But then I'll put these notes and these prompts in the in the uh, Facebook group for you. But the first thing I want you to do is, I really want you to start asking. I want you to reflect on
2: your journey, and I really want you to start asking yourself a few questions. Okay, what brought me here? What brought me here? You just learned my story. That's what brought me here. Now, what's taking me to a different level is a completely different story, right? But
0: what brought me here is what you just learned. What experiences, challenges, or successes have I had on my journey? And you guys, this does not have to be real estate related. This is about you. This is about your personal. This is about your brand. And we're going to put it, weave it all into a full story. What experiences or pivotal moments have shaped who I am today? the positives, the negatives, the the hard times, the good times. I'm a firm believer that I think the hard times are probably what shaped me more than the good times.
2: Um, How have my passions and interests influenced my journey? And what lessons have I learned from overcoming these obstacles or what lessons have I learned from these setbacks? So I will put them up on the screen here. I'm going to turn a little bit
0: of music on. We'll see if I can do it because sometimes um, when I play music, it doesn't actually work the way I want it to, but we'll play some music. Um, And I want you to just think about those things. I'm going to take some time and actually start reflecting on these, but really try to start, start at the top, like really what brought you here, where... Some people want to know, like, how deep do you have to go? You can start out so easy. You can just do something like, where was I born? I was born in Renton, Washington. I have never moved from the Northwest. I've lived here for 40, almost 44 years in 10 days. So I've hey, literally,
1: literally how I started. what was the last yeah. one?
0: What was the last one? What lessons have I learned from overcoming obstacles or setbacks?
2: Okay, thanks. hmm Okay, so let's put some music on and I'll turn this on. Give me just a second here. My dog was trying to eat one of my husband's hats. Okay, um, I'll let you guys start doing that. I'm just turn this on. Linnea, could you put the points up that we're covering? I had a brain skip too, and I see someone else in the chats asking for it. Y'all get some good, some good brain dumping out there. Looked like most people were pretty busy writing. I'd love to hear. Does anyone want to share what you came up with? No. Okay. Well, if you do, I can probably help you write. Or uh, actually, white weave it into a story. Okay. Someone coming off mute? S- Suma. Okay. Yes. Thank you.
4: I came to this industry to help my son. Uh, I don't want him to leave him to daycare. So I thought um, I was looking for a part-time job. Then somehow I felt that real estate is flexible and I can take care of my son from Monday to Friday and Saturday, Sunday, my husband can take care of him. and I can do the work. And because of this, I, uh, because I was in uh, school activities, I got a lot of friends and families. They helped me to uh, get more business. In the beginning, they all helped me. And few people didn't supported me thinking that this is not the right job for me. But somehow I moved forward and uh, it helped my success. And uh, because of that, my son also finished his school activities. Then once he got his finished his high school, then I took it as a full-time job. I became a broker and uh, it helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. So you've learned um, how to prioritize. Correct. You've learned how to juggle multiple major responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You've learned how to navigate people and your son through through various aspects of their lives. There's a lot, a lot to that story. Yeah. A lot.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: that's also probably really relatable to probably a lot of people. Yeah very relatable. I mean, it definitely makes you very relatable. You got into the business because you didn't want your son to have to go to daycare. You didn't want to miss out on that really important time in your life. And you can weave that right back into just as, just as that was your purpose. Then that's your purpose. Now you don't want people to miss out on really important aspects of their life and you can actually help guide them through it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you're putting that together and you're starting to think about that, Think about the think about the the story format, right? Let's go back to that slide real quick. Oh I did. yeah, we'll go back to that slide real quick. So that we're gonna go back to the story framework. So the story framework, right? The introduction, you set the stage really well. Okay. Mm-hmm. The conflict or challenges that you faced. Because this is all about you right now. This is a this is a story framework you can use for any story you tell, but this is about you. This is about your brand. This is why who you are. Mm-hmm. So the conflict or challenge that you faced. Okay. Yeah. The rising action, like what obstacles and complications came in? I'm sure there was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were a lot that came in and what did you like, and what actually, what brought you to the point where you're like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Right. What brought you to the point where you got your broker's license, right? Mm-hmm. Like what brought you there?
4: So and I, I was working very hard. Then at some point I thought that if I hire some agents, they will help me. They will take care of my, burden so i took the i became a real estate broker even though i was not good in english and all those things but people supported me and my income also it helped my income to help and uh, i donated a lot of money to a lot of charities it made me so good yeah
0: yeah Exactly. So that it came to a head. But so what happened is it came to a head because you realized that you needed more, more time, more Mm -hmm. leverage. And the only way to do that was to get your broker's license. Right. Mm -hmm. And that allowed you to open up more time to provide better services to the clients that you had to be able to reach more people. Right. And the resolve was what you just said was the aftermath of that. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the conclusion is like, really, what's the outcome of that? How does what you learn how has your experience, mm-hmm. how does that actually impact other people? How can you actually like take what you, what you've done with your life and put that into something that can actually be, be, um, uh, useful for the, the public. Okay. good right yeah. so like in mine in mine it's the at the end of it is like this is the conclusion as a busy professional in the greater seattle tacoma area maybe you don't need to move but you want to and when you do you or you're looking for a simple and effective way to sell your current home and buy a new one and that's where i come in mm-hmm. yeah so when you're thinking about putting that together you've got you've got the entire framework already almost done so what i'm going to do is when i put this in the when i put this slide in the uh in the um facebook group you'll just need to Put it, write it, just write it, just write it. Or I'll just put your, put your music on and just write the story. Okay. Because have already
2: got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else feel like you've got your story now? A little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Do you want to sure. share? Sure.
1: Um, And I want to really thank you for this, Linnea, because on this past Sunday, I was filming... Kind of my who is Katrina video, and my cousin who does all my video, my main videos is a filmmaker. And so when I started my script, he was like, "You sound robotic. This does not sound like you. This does not feel like your energy, your anything. Stop reading. Come from the heart. We need to figure out your story." And you popped in my head, and I was like, "Okay, we're going to rewrite this." So it took three hours to do a one and minute video but um, but it was cool because he kind of asked me some of the points that you have brought up today and so he kind of pulled it out of me a little bit and now that I have this I can go deeper with that so super excited for that um but that being said uh I started with um in 2001 I was in a horrific car accident and I was laying on my mom's couch feeling sorry for myself. And a friend of mine invited me to see Oprah when she was doing her Living Your Best Life tour. And uh, so I was able to go to that and she had us make a list that day that I still have. I call it my what dreams may come list. And she's like, dream big, don't, don't settle, don't, don't um, put any limitations on anything. And so I started writing down all my things that I love to do. And I was like, no, know what, my next career, how can I do some of this stuff? And one of the things on my list was that I love driving around the Bay Area and play tourist. So I was like, is there a career that would allow me to do that? And I then remembered my mom's real estate agent when I was 15 and my parents got divorced. My mom had to buy her first place by herself. I remember her name was Judy Laura. She worked for Century 21. And I remember how she made us feel. Um, and I was like, I wanna do that. I wanna make people feel like that while enjoying the bay area and so and i believe in manifestation that there are no accidents as soon as i wrote that down and this is when we still had newspapers i saw an ad for prudential to uh get your real estate license and as soon as i signed up for that class i said you know what i'm also going to go and i'm going to i was planning to walk a marathon before the car accident i was like you know what i'm going to run it so i went to a team and training a meeting and a woman there That I met, who was a real estate agent when I worked temp at a title company. She was there signing up for the same marathon and she needed an assistant. And so I started as her assistant while I was working to get my real estate license. And I got to watch her bring joy to so many people's lives. And she specialized in working in what would be considered the hood of Oakland um, and helping a lot of people of color that. People did not want to, it was an area, no one farmed, no one even felt comfortable walking that neighborhood. Um, but I got started in her assistant in that neighborhood and to learn about down payment assistance and creative financing. And so my first sale was to myself. I found a condo to sell to myself. And then I had to have to, like, I got to pay for this now. So now how can I help as many people become homeowners as possible? And I was 29 and I called all my friends and family. I was like, guess what? You don't own a house, but you're going to now. And I went on a mission that year. And I helped 12 of my friends and family all become homeowners that year. And literally began the process of changing lives. And so that is that is what I do now to this day, 21 years later, is I focus on helping people change lives. So
0: that. I love it. I love it. That has every single element of the story. Every single piece of the story framework—that's awesome—and I think, like, now when you're putting, thinking about putting, thinking about that story and relaying that in the form of content, right? You're relaying in the form of content, relaying in the form of marketing materials. Your marketing materials, your story should be on every single piece of marketing material you have. My story is on my buyer's guide, my seller's guide. It's on my pre-listing presentation. It's on my listing presentation. It's on my buyer presentation. It's on my uh, dream method guide. It's on everything. My story is everywhere. It is on my website. It is everywhere. So I think like when you're thinking about that in the form of content, you guys, your, your story is going to be a long story. We all have age on us. None of us here are like zero years old. We all have age. Like I've got, I personally, have got 44, 40, almost 44 years of age, almost almost 44 years of experience. That is a lot of story to tell someone in a short period of time, right? So when you're thinking about your content, that's where the types of stories come in. That's where the brand story, personal story, customer story, value story, purpose story. That's where those story types come in because you're gonna tell your story in smaller increments. You're gonna tell your story in bits and pieces. You're gonna have the elements or the framework of each story there when you're telling the story, Right When you're writing the content, you're gonna have the framework for every story, but you're not gonna tell the whole story in one. And this is where I actually really got confused and we're so over time, I am so sorry, but I have to say one more thing. I really got confused when I first started like exploring the world of wanting to tell my story. It was probably back in 2019. I went to this like women's uh, networking, like retreat and it was, it was an amazing, amazing retreat. But there was a lady who specialized in storytelling She specialized in storytelling. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to tell my story because I was like itching to get it out. I wanted to get it out because like all these years I had kind of like bottled up, I had compartmentalized like who I am versus what people saw, okay? Can anybody relate to that? Yeah, every single one of us. And I knew, I was like, something was pulling me. I was like, I got to get it out. Like I just, and I was like, okay, I want everyone to know everything about me all at once, right, just tell the whole thing, right? But you can't tell everybody the whole thing all at once. Because A, then it's done. What's the point? You told everybody everything you want to know. But my husband describes it as peeling back layers of an onion. Peeling back layers of an onion. He says, every time we have a conversation, disagreement, agreement, whatever it is, it's like peeling back layers of an onion. And I'm learning just a little bit more about you. So you want to think about it. You want to think about every single story you tell is a layer of an onion, right? If you literally pull back an onion layer by layer, it's going to take you forever to get to the core. And it's going to get more pungent. It's going to get stronger as you go as you as you, as you get as you go in. Right, you're going to peel off the, the, peel off the first layer of skin. Eh, it doesn't bother you, right? But you start to get the center of the onion, and the tears come. You know, you start crying, starts stinging your eyes, right? And then finally, you get used to it, and it just becomes, oh, I'm at the end, right? But that's kind of what you want to think about when you're telling your story. So when you're telling your story through content, you want to think about who you are. What is the message you want to portray? Who are you trying to target with this story? So my content has multiple elements. It has elements of people. uh, I want clients to know something about clients. I want people to know something about me. I want people to know something about my brand. My brand is me. It's my team. It's the people I surround myself with. It's how I make people feel. Okay. The personal is about me. It's like, Hey, this is about me. It is a completely selfish story. And that is okay. Right. So that's why those stories are important. So as you start to go through and you start to explore this world of storytelling and really building a story brand, remember that it's not an overnight thing. You're not just going to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden you're going to have business calling crawling in your lap. It's not going to happen. It's not the way it works. Okay, but it's going to be what builds that lasting business. It's going to be what builds that what builds that long term success, that long term following. Again, that's where you, the stories are. What's going to get you more engagement? And it's really, really, really cool because I've seen a few of you on these calls consistently since we started this whole little series. And I love, 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 love seeing this shift in the content. I love it. It's the coolest thing ever. I'm like, oh my God, I really like, I want I'm actually learning a lot more about people. Learning a lot more about how you serve your clients. I'm learning a lot more about what value you bring to your community. I'm learning a lot more about how you're building your business, what you're doing in your life. I'm learning a lot more. Especially, especially with the just listed, just sold. So thank you for those of you who are not doing that and getting that out of my feed. (laughs) Especially with the just listed, just sold. I don't know I said I mentioned that like every single call so I couldn't let go of a call without saying don't do just listed just sold <laughs> I think it was actually Tara who I have the honor of having on my call today <laughs> um Tara when we had just gone over this stop doing the just listed just sold is the one who did the the picture of a house and she's like this is a stinky house And she told the story of the stinky house. And how many of us can relate to a stinky, nasty smelling house and everything you have to do to go through to sell that house. And then how great it felt for you, for the client, for everybody when that house finally sold. So if you guys can go back and find that story that Tara wrote a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, go find that story. That is an awesome example of telling a just sold story. That was all because of you. And I got so much engagement on that post, Linnea. And I need to continue on doing that because it really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge. And right, like we said, we started out this call talking about it's not about the number of followers, right? Like, I don't care. I could be with 1600 followers. I know, I know my team might slightly disagree with me on this, but I'm okay. If I don't get any other followers, I don't care because mm-hmm. the followers that I do have engage with me.
2: So
0: uh, Lenia, I wanted to add that besides having um, maybe like by uh, uh, like you not really caring out like the amount of followers now since you've been posting everything I like, with this storytelling uh, logic and all that we are sharing here, um, as I shared a few minutes ago, uh, that like that in, that engagement increasing like that number of engagements uh, has led into like more reach and thus more followers in the end, which is great, because that comes with
4: followers who are actually interested in like the content that we're sharing. So I I agree with what uh, you're saying that nah, followers are just like a number and we don't really want them to
0: like come um, big. Um, I mean we don't we want them to grow, but we don't really mind to grow fast, but we want to grow meaningful. That's right. what I wanted to add. All right that's so really, actually a really good, this is why you need to have someone on your team who loves analytics like she does, you guys, just so you know, find someone like Milo, but you can't have Milo, she's mine. <laughs> I already had someone ask me yesterday. Um, but the, the thing is that like you guys, so what she said is that we had 13 month, or 13% engagement last month, but we also had 43% increase in reach. So she's saying that your engagement, right? If you're getting stronger engagement, you're going to get stronger reach and you're going to build that community naturally. So I hope this was helpful for everybody. I'm going to put this in the um, chat um, or put this uh, s- slide, these, the elements or the framework in the uh, Facebook group later, but I hope this series was helpful for everybody thank because it's helpful for me, like i in teaching it because then I actually make sure I'm doing it more. So thank you for all being here. Thank you. very much. And I think we're going to start out. Um, I think next week I'm going to have a special guest and we're going to talk about the basics of Instagram reels, because I know there is a lot of questions about Instagram reels. Um, there's a lot of new features. I totally geeked out on some of these new Instagram reel features on, on Wednesday, you guys, I was like, I totally derailed the conversation is probably not surprised. I totally took over someone else teaching and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Totally, like totally a fangirl of the new Instagram feature. So uh, we're going to talk about some of those next week. So thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.